Journey to Organization, episode 106, Pack for Camp. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization. And today I have Melissa Goldwag from Pack for Camp. Now, Pack for Camp was started by Murray the Sockman, and it's a family-run business, online store, sorry, by his daughter, Melissa, that offers everything you need for summer camp under one roof. They sell items that you expect to find on camp packing lists, like soft trunks, bedding, laundry accessories, toiletries, storage solutions, and more. But they also partner with summer camps and offer camp logo wear and customized packages that can be adapted to the unique character of your camp. They pride themselves on high quality goods and competitive fair prices while giving camp parents a seamless and hassle-free shopping experience. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you very much for having me, Rebecca. I'm so glad we could chat today. Tell us a little bit about how Pack for Camp got started and what are the kind of things that you offer. Okay, so about uh, three years ago, my husband and I decided to start our own business, and we based it on my parents' business. They've been around, they've had a store for about 40 years, upstate New York in the Catskills, which is a vacation area. It's called Kosher Socks, and basically they sell everything that you might not want to bring upstate for your summer home. So that could that started with socks and underwear and clothing and expanded very quickly into sheets and towels and sleeping bags and really anything that you could think of um, that you didn't want to bring with you from your regular home. And uh, when we started thinking of an idea, we wanted to take that online, but we wanted to have a special niche because just to be an everything store um, wasn't going to work on the internet. So we started thinking about that camp niche where you have a very specific list. People have a list of the things that they need to buy, um, and we'd be able to fill everything on that list under one roof. So that's how it started. That's awesome. And tell us, like, what is your, do you have, like, a real big love for camp? Like, is that the reason why you picked it? Do you do anything else besides for camp? Okay, well, it started with camp because, as I said, there was that really that list that you could think in your mind, and you know that every camp is sending out that list, which includes a trunk and bedding and towels, storage, name labels, laundry, um, toiletries, swimwear, rainwear, really a very specific list. Um, But the truth is that both of us have very fond memories of going to camp as kids. Uh, I went a bunch of summers as both a camper and a counselor, and my husband went in South Africa Um, where he went for 13 summers to B'nai Akiva camp, to the same camp. So from there, we've expanded, though, and we sell, because the items are similar, we were able to expand uh, into packing for college, which is also, you know, a dorm is similar to a a bunk. And um, really anything you might need, and you can use this stuff at home as well. It's not specific to camp. Okay, so what are the must-haves to take to camp? And how is that different from college? And what can we skip? Okay. Um, so first of all, the most important thing um, is labels. Um, and that's not something that you're going to really pack in your bag and take with you because it's something that needs to be done before you leave for camp. But every single thing needs to be labeled, whether it is your underwear or your shoes or your water bottle or every single piece of clothing because 
things get scattered. They go out to the laundry, maybe as an entire group. And then when it comes back, you actually need your child needs to be able to identify their things. Um, so that's really the top must have, I would say. And that's something people will even buy three, four months before camp starts. so They can get a head start on labeling their clothing. That's if you're uber organized, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. So there are, there are the people who are already buying those labels in December and January, but okay. uh, most people are buying them something like March or April. But so they're good to have just because you can label your kids stuff for school too, right? Uh, sure. Sure. I think it's uh, thought of as a little less necessary um, mm -hmm. in school, but I know my kids lose things all the time and it definitely makes it easier if there's something written in there with a, a name and a phone number. Right. Okay. Uh, but back to your question, um, the, the most important thing besides those labels is the, the bag that you're going to pack into. So um, we offer a line of high quality, um, we, we call them soft trunks, but they, people also call them rolling duffels, okay. um, which is, you know, a long time ago, we used to bring hard trunks to camp, but that's not done anymore, just in an effort to save storage space. And it's much lighter to bring a soft trunk. So it's a soft uh, suitcase, which is on wheels. Okay. Um, and they come in several sizes. And we offer a very high quality line. Uh, and, you know, people say, how come? Why do you need to buy a good quality trunk? I mean, the kid's going to camp. It's not going to come home. Um, but you want this trunk, first of all, to be able to get to camp and get back. Um, <laughs> but but our our trunks also will last many, many summers. I mean, okay. There, there are cheaper options out there. There's, you know, the $20 trunk, but you get what you pay for, um, especially in this, because you can just imagine that people are schlepping and moving these trunks over rocks and uh, on trucks and off trucks and on planes and off planes. And uh, the last thing you need is for your child to get to camp with their trunk ripped open and their stuff spilling everywhere. So if you spend a little more right now, it could theoretically last them their whole camp life plus when they go off to seminary and then off to college or yeshiva and then off to college? Yes, definitely. Um, the line of trunks that we offer actually have a uh, limited warranty, lifetime warranty from the manufacturer. So anything that's not your fault, you know, obviously if you pull it over pebbles, so that would be somebody else's fault, your fault, but anything that has to do with actual manufacturing, whether it's a zipper that breaks or a handle that breaks or, you know, a seam that comes open, the, the manufacturer will um, cover that for life. That's awesome. So it's definitely a good investment. Okay, great. Is there anything else that we should definitely take to camp with us? So we talked about you have to label everything and you should definitely invest in a good piece of luggage to take to camp so it lasts you a long time but what else is a must-have to take to camp or seminary or yeshiva or college okay so i'm going to focus back on camp okay. um, just because things can be different in different places but one really big essential is a fan um, lots of camps don't have air conditioning um, and even if they do you don't necessarily control it so uh, there's a whole line of clip-on fans some with electric an electric plug and for the places that don't necessarily have electricity or enough you know outlets for everybody uh, we have battery run run fans as well uh, okay. so that's definitely uh, something that can help out and really make life a little bit easier um, another one of our big sellers, which is actually not, I wouldn't call it an essential, but it's really a nice to have, is an egg crate mattress, which just okay. makes the bed, which you don't always know how comfortable or uncomfortable it's going to be, a little bit softer, a little bit more reminding you of home. Okay, so it's like um, a foam so that's topper. That's a big one as well. 
Yes, exactly. A phone. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, also important is a laundry bag or several laundry bags. Uh, laundry is not done every day or every other day, like you might have that at home. Okay. But rather, you might be collecting dirty laundry for a week or two. Um, so there's different types because different camps require different types and different different people have different tastes, of course. Right. Uh, so that's important as well. You've got your rain and your swimwear, which is always essential. I mean, obviously, depending where your camp is, but most camps get both beautiful sunny days and rainy uh, and rainy days. Uh, and you really want your child to be equipped for both. So okay. you've got, you know, swimwear with uh, cover-ups and all that sort of thing and raincoats and umbrellas and boots. And, and those are also really important. Okay. So what can we skip? What, what's on the list that we don't have to send? Okay. Well, first of all, I would say I've seen, I must have seen hundreds of camp lists already. Um, and almost all of them say this, but not all of them do. First of all, anything that that's worth money should stay at home. So this is not exactly on the camp list to bring, but it's important, I think, for everyone to know, don't send anything valuable because it may just get lost or stolen or misplaced. Like jewelry? Um, and that includes watches? jewelry, uh, electronic devices. Anyway, most camps do not allow them. So expensive okay. cell phones and uh, all sorts of all sorts of electronics, iPods, uh, iPods tablets, uh, anything you can think of really should stay at home. Okay. Um, and, and my part of it is also to just ex enjoy that camp experience for what it is. And, and that's why they don't allow the electronics in any mm -hmm. case, but when they do, you don't need it either. Um, in addition to that, nothing fancy in terms of clothing. I mean, there's no reason to bring those designer clothing to camp. You know, that's something that can be left at home because a lot of times that stuff just doesn't come back. So I would say anything you want to come home uh, should stay at home in the first place. It shouldn't actually go. <laughs> okay. So skip it. <laughs> if yeah, you care about yeah. it, don't send it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, one more thing that I've noticed on lots of lists and um, different camps say different numbers of uh require different numbers of items so they might ask for four towels and they might ask for eight and i've even some ask for 10 or 12. Um, part of it has to do with how often laundry is done and how often they go swimming um, and how often they expect the kids to shower but that's really an individual preference so you can take those numbers with a grain of salt and kind of really think out for yourself how many how many towels or how many sheet sets does my child really need Okay. And uh, one thing that's also important and it's really very camp specific is to talk to other parents and see, you know, if I send those four sheet sets that they're asking, is it just going to sit on the shelf or are they really changing their sheets every three days or four days? Right. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so, okay. We talked about labeling things and I would love it if you could go into exactly what kind of labels we could use. Uh, but, but before we do, I have actually another question, which is, when you're deciding like what to send to camp, like is it how much time do you need to leave for yourself if you need to purchase new things? So if I need to, if I don't have enough towels that I'm willing to send with my kid to camp and I want to buy my kid towels, how much time, like what's the cutoff date? How much time should I leave in order to make sure that I'm getting everything in time? Like if I need to order things, how much time should I leave? Like obviously there are going to be things for the last minute. What is, what's the cutoff, I guess is the best question. Okay, if, well. If you can, obviously I mean, I it's best it's, to prepare like, yeah. you know, three, have everything ready to go three weeks before. This way you could check the list and see if anything you need, but that might not be realistic for a lot of people. 
Right. So generally, um, our shipping takes up to 10 days. Um, and I wouldn't say to then, you know, count those 10 days till the day you're leaving because you need to still pack, label everything, pack it, um, and get that out. If you are ordering from our website or really any other website, I would suggest leaving at least two and a half weeks um, before your your trunks are leaving for camp. Sometimes that's with you and sometimes that's with a shipping service. Okay. Um, but the more, the more time that's less than advanced, the less room there is for any sort of, or I would say the more time there is for any, any something to go wrong. For example, we had someone order four sets of uh, extra long uh, sets this week and they ordered it for expedited shipping meaning it would get to them within three days so they were clearly waiting for the last minute but we were out of stock um, when they ordered it so we had to let them know we weren't going to be able to get that in time so if you leave enough time before two three weeks and that wouldn't have happened our website a different website would have been able to get those back in stock and to you with plenty of time for camp Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we want, so it's best to start like tackling these lists as early as possible, making sure you have everything you need. And from an organizational standpoint, that's better anyways, but um, also because it takes time to label things and get things prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Sure. So I, and I, I also, yeah. sorry, Rebecca, I also think it's actually a money saver the earlier you do things because you realize how much stuff you actually have around your house and those older towels that you've been meaning to give away, you could actually send them to camp with your kids instead of buying everything new. So the more organized you are and the, the sooner in advance, you'll be able to buy that stuff on, you know, stuff on sale if it's on sale earlier on um, and find what you have and even borrow things from other people. Whereas the later you wait and you'll probably have to buy everything and have it expedited, which is another cost. Okay. So let's go back to the labels because I think okay. most people want to have the stuff back. I know when I went to camp, my mom used to like <laughs> leave everything in one area and then like it was all ready to go from year to year to year. And I wouldn't have, like it was labeled. I brought it all home and she just left it in one space. And then the next year we just packed it up again. Um, what's the best labels? What kind of labels do we have? Like what's what's the best way okay, to do well, it? Well, today... Today, there's lots and lots of options, um, whereas in our time, I think, um, you know, 25 years ago or so, or even 30 years ago, you really only had the option of sewing on your labels or maybe ironing on your labels or writing it by hand. And those are obviously still options that are available out there for people who like to sew or to iron or to write a name thousands of times. Um, there are easier and faster ways of doing it today. So the first thing, um, the first thing, or the first option I can think of is a clothing stamp, where basically you can write anything you want on it. The stamp comes with a name that comes with up to three lines of text. So in theory, you could write your first name, your last name, um, an address. Or a phone or number. Town, let's say that you come for a phone number, a bunk name. You know, people have different preferences for how that goes. Or it can be very simple, just a last name. And that's something that you can then use for lots of kids. Right. Um, if you just use your last name. And, um, and all you do is you just stamp that right on um, to any piece of clothing or item. Um, the plus side of it is it's really easy. It lasts for tons and tons of stamps, you know, stampers, and you can also buy an ink refill. So you don't actually have to buy that stamp again next year if you remember where you put it. Um, <laughs> however, 
The, the downside of it, I would say, is that, first of all, you can only uh, stamp onto lighter colored items. So anything dark, if you have a black shirt or a navy blue towel, you won't be able to stamp onto the actual item itself. If there's a tag, obviously, that's light colored, you can, um, you can stamp onto that, uh, onto the tag as well. Okay. Um, but these are, this is indelible, indelible ink, so it won't come off in the laundry. All the options I'm going to talk about will not come off in the laundry if you follow the instructions. Okay. Um, so the next uh, easy option, I would say, is uh, stick, stickers. Basically, um, stickers come in a few different shapes and sizes, depending, you know, what you want to do. The most important thing to do with these stickers is to stick them on the tags. They cannot be stuck onto the actual clothing, um, which is really important, and not everybody knows that. Um, but the cool thing about these stickers is they come either plain, where you can pick what color ink you're printing on, whether it's green or purple, black, blue, um, uh, or you can pick your child, your, your child can pick his or her favorite picture. So we've got all different sports and there's uh, ballet and there's animals and there's uh, bicycles and cool. really lots and lots, about 80 or 90 options that you can choose from. So they get a cute little stickers on their thing, not only with their name, but also with something that they like, uh, that they can easily identify their patterns as well. And um, so, so I, as I said, these are the tag stickers. And then there's a waterproof sticker that would then go on to items such as water bottles and other things, you know, that might be left outside or get wet or that sort of thing. Things that go into the shower, like toiletries and, and that sort of thing. So there's really, you know, from stickers to the stamp to iron-on, so-on labels. And then, of course, good old-fashioned laundry markers to fill in the blanks, I would say. Right. Um, and they come in black, and they also come in colors. So you can really write on any colored clothing with that. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, I feel like I remember sitting in the living room labeling everything, and it, it was like all laid out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, we gathered yeah. everything together, laid it all out. And actually, I think that's really good, too, is to tell people when you're packing it, bring it all together so you can actually see everything that you have. And I remember sitting there labeling it myself. Like my mom's like, you're old enough. Here's the stamp. <laughs> Go ahead. <and> stamp it. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about getting the stuff to camp. Now, first of all, if you are taking a bus and the the suitcases are going to go like under the bus in the storage, or if you're taking an airplane, obviously you're going to need different kinds of luggage because of side restrictions from the places that you're traveling on. So let's talk about what's best for going on a bus and what's best for if you're flying or bus okay. or train so, or whatever. Yeah. So you're right about the, fl the flying is kind of the, um, the marker of needing a different type of bag because okay. um, the requirements of all the major airlines are that it, it they have a certain uh, circumference measurement that you can't be above. Now, our 36-inch uh, trunks uh, are the perfect size. You can't fill them full, full, full because they will max out um, on that requirement. Though on most the airlines are not not on the weight limit that could happen too depending what you put in there but on the okay. circumference if they're full and they're bulging kind of at every single angle um but over the course of my dad's 40 years selling in our past three years 
um, we've had close to zero issues uh, with the 36 inch. I can think of one at the top of my head and that's it of people flying. So it really is the perfect size in terms of that. Um, uh, and we recommend with wheels because if you're flying, so then you're going to be kind of schlepping that bag from here to there, there to here, to the car, to the van, uh, okay. between the airport, you know, from one side to the other. Now, the one drawback of that 36-inch or anyone with, uh, with wheels is the weight. So if you buy a trunk with wheels, um, the 36-inch weighs about seven pounds. So that's obviously weight that you won't be able to put in your uh, rock collection. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, we do carry a line without wheels as well. It really just depends on who's going and who's helping and that sort of thing. Now for What's people the difference who are going in weight between car, the wheels and the not wheels? It's about six, uh, it's about six pounds. Okay. Without wheels is about a pound to a pound and a half. So okay. we're talking significant weight. But yeah. again, you might not be able to carry that weight without wheels. So right. it's really something to think about on an individual level. Um, in terms of going to camp by any other mode, whether it's by bus or by shipping the bag ahead, some people actually ship their bags, even if they're flying to camp, they'll ship them ahead um, with one of the major shippers, um, just so their, chil their children don't have to schlep those bags. Um, so then the size of the bag won't matter either. Okay. Um, so our, our recommended bag is a 42 inch bag, which is actually huge. You can fit in about five stuffed garbage bags full of stuff into this truck. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's really a lot, a lot of things. And you can imagine you put in all your bedding, including your blanket and your pillows and all your clothes and all your shoes and all your toiletries and everything else you need. And there's still space. So it's really pretty big. Um, and that, as I said, is not good though for flying because it will incur an oversized fee. Okay. Let's talk about what happens if you need to bring documentation with you. Um, I know that like when I went, when came to camp, the kids who came from Israel, like the, the camp took their valuable like passports and put them in a safe. But if you're having to travel with your passport, let's say to camp or to yeshiva or seminary or wherever, do you have anything for that or any advice on how best to keep that so that it doesn't get lost? Because obviously it's difficult to replace. Right. So I recommend, first of all, all that stuff needs to be on your person um, no matter what. So, you know, depending what exactly it is. I mean, some people carry cash, um, which is obviously very different than carrying your passport, even though they're mm -hmm. both valuable. Um, but there are there are um, belts that you can wear underneath your clothing. We actually don't have that product, but all the travel stores carry them okay. um, that you wear underneath your clothing. It's kind of like a hidden fanny pack, I would say, um, that's good to keep money in or your passports. I mean, one of the things are, especially with passports, is you don't want to be opening up that hidden fanny pack all the time so everyone can see where you're hiding it. Um, so usually, you know, passports you might keep in a little bit more accessible, uh, maybe deep in, in your in your hand luggage um, so you can access that when you need to board the plane and get off um, and give it to customs um, but it should always really be together all your important papers should be together and there's still an option whether it's in seminary or yeshiva or at camp as well where they'll store those valuable papers for you um, and cash don't re I don't really recommend that today there's lots of other options but if you have to um, that's something you might want to keep on your body as well as much as you can 
Okay. So Melissa and I did a series of videos that are going to be released over the next few weeks on packing tips and they have a lot of great ideas. And if you want to sign up for those, you should head to my website, balagambigan.com and you can sign up for the mailing list and you'll get them. Or you can head to Melissa's website, packforcamp.com and you can get them there. But outside of the videos, let's talk about actual tips for packing and how you can be successful at packing, not just for yourself, but so that your kids can actually pack when they're coming home. So I said before, you can, you know, make sure everything is gathered into one place so you can actually see what you all have and, and that, you know, you, you know, if you're missing anything, so you can label everything, everything's together and you can see how to situate it. But do you have any other great tips for, for packing? What should we know? Well, um, I'm not sure if you said this, but did you mention the packing cubes? I did not talk about packing cubes. Okay. So packing cubes, um, are a very good solution to help your child organize uh, themselves. I think it was in one of the videos you spoke about it, Rebecca. Right. Um, basically, uh, packing cubes come in different sizes, and they don't have to be packing cubes per se. Um, so you can buy a set of packing cubes in various sizes, um, or you can make do with things that you might have in your house, like a storage bag or different size storage bags, you know, vinyl storage bags, and and that, or even just regular bags. Um, and it's important to label them. So if you know your child knows that all his or her socks are in one storage cube or bag or whatever you put that in. They can then keep it in that at camp uh, and also know that's how they're going to pack to come home by putting it back in the very same bag that it came in. Uh, so that can be very useful in terms of organization and packing for coming home. Okay. Um, I do know it's been, it's kind of the style these days to leave everything at camp. So I guess that would make it easier to pack to come home. Right. Um, but as I said, I, you know, we tell our kids to come back with all their stuff. So, yeah, we always uh, have to come know. back with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we always manage to come back with somebody else's sweatpants or t-shirt or something like that. I think Never that sort really of happened. It was. Mm. Like, it's not avoidable. Yeah, the, like, the labels. Yeah, the labels will help. One thing yeah. that I think is actually really good for, for kids is when you're packing like things like socks or things that come in pairs, if you safety pin them, I feel like if you safety mm -hmm. pin them, um, especially socks, uh, it's a lot easier to make sure things aren't getting lost in the laundry. And when you pack them like already pinned together, the kids like don't have to worry about extra safety pins. Have old-fashioned sock locks. You might remember from going to camp these kind of circular items where you can put two socks into it and it will hold them together, and they're made out of plastic. Oh, that's great. Those are good too. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so what else do we need to know to go to camp? What else should we know? Okay, so I think one thing that we need to know is that kids still like getting mail, and even though it's you know, kind of an old-fashioned thing these days. I remember waiting for that mail, you know, distribution, and if your name was called, <laughs> yes. it was, like, so great. And my mom used to write every single day, so I'd be getting mail all the time and care packages. So the camps in general stay away from care packages these days, um, but mail is always welcome. And since our kids 
know less how to write a letter than we do um, besides for WhatsApp or, you know, emails and that sort of thing, uh, we can help them out by giving them some stationery and pre-addressed envelopes uh, and a set of pens and that sort of thing okay, um, awesome. so they can write to us because, you know, just like I like getting mail then, I still like getting it now, um, mm. but they also like getting, so I think it's important to remember that, that, um, okay. you know, kids going off and, and we might have mixed feelings about that on the one hand, you know, sad that our kids are going away, but happy that we're going to have some time to ourselves, um, that we still want to keep in touch. And I think right. that's, that's important, um, you know, so get those uh, old stamps out, or <laughs> buy some new ones and <laughs> you can uh, buy the forever that. ones so they don't go out of, uh, yes, out of yeah. exactly. <laughs> And then you might get a really good deal. You know, they used to cost 25 cents and now it costs a dollar. I don't even know the prices. Right. I don't know. Either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, that's something that's, uh, I think, important. Um, and, and another thing I think that's important, um, you know, is to send your child to something that reminds them of home, whether it's, you know, a stuffed animal or pictures or that, because kids do get homesick, even if they've been away before. Um, they, they do need a reminder, want, want reminders of home. And it's, it's good for us as parents to acknowledge that with them before they actually leave. That it's okay if they have, you know, homesick feelings and that sort of thing. And what do you do in that case? And if they have some things they can just pull out of their bag and look at or sleep with or cuddle with or that sort of thing, it can be mm -hmm. very helpful. Okay, great. Um, let's talk about the difference between packing for camp and packing for yeshiva or seminary or college. And obviously with that age child, they're older, they're adults. So that's going to be different, but what are the differences in things that you would send with your kids in that situation or baggage or that kind of stuff? Okay. So first of all, when your child goes off to college or off to, uh, to Israel for the year, um, you know that you can they can probably buy pretty much anything that they've forgotten so you know instead of shoving in 42 to the toothpaste you can send the first one to get them going and know that they'll find the store around the corner where they'll even be able to order that online and get that later on okay. so the amount of stuff that you send um that you purchase in advance i would say and send probably is going to be a lot less uh, mm -hmm. for certain for certain things um, because again clothing they can buy and and toiletries they can buy and that sort of thing and when you're in camp you pretty much can't buy anything you're stuck with what you got though you could send something to top it up but for the most part they're there for a shorter time until they get what they need or you forgot to, to put it in um, it's less uh, less conducive, I would say. So you are going to be packing more things. I think also with the uh, air restrictions, when you're flying off to college, if you are flying or off to Israel for the year, so you're going to have those weight restrictions. So oftentimes, um, the big bulky stuff, you're going to purchase in the location you're going. So for example, we offer a service um, with Israel delivery items where we offer the most bulky and the most uh, weight weight uh, weighty items yeah. we do offer to be delivered to to schools in Israel um, and we'll deliver all over the country and we sell things like small appliances because the voltage is different between the states and Israel right. um, so we've got we've got appliances we've got storage items like drawers which obviously you're not taking with you uh, on an airplane and as well as blankets and pillows and towels and all sorts of things like that 
Um, so that that can be again, if we're talking about Israel, we ship to Israel. If it's if you're talking about the states uh, for college, uh, you can ship that stuff from our site or from other websites, um, and they don't need to take that in their hand luggage on the airplane because okay. oftentimes there just isn't space for that. Um, that's really uh, how that is. And I think also um, with camp, you know what you need before you go. Sometimes you get to your dorm uh, anywhere in the world and you realize you need things that you didn't have before, um, whether it's a piece of furniture or whether it's, um, you know, I thought the mattress was going to be comfortable and then you can buy that egg crate afterwards. You don't right. need to necessarily right, right. come with it. You can kind of feel out the feel out how it is there and then you can uh, the things that you need kind of top so it you up. should budget uh, for extras when you're going off to school versus going off to camp definitely but i think there's a lot more extras than just the kind of stuff we sell on our site because when you're going off for college or to israel you're going to need to purchase uh, books and school supplies and right. things like that whereas in camp you won't be needing those things right right okay Okay. Um, is there any other information you think that we should know, the listeners should know to help pack for camp or help pack for Shiva or Israel or college or wherever it is that our kids are off to over the next few months? Uh, well, one of the things we didn't mention, um, you know, we talked a lot about essentials and that sort of thing. And I mentioned, you know, bringing that one, one or two things from home. Um, there's lots of fun things that you can buy to kind of dress up your dorm room or your or your bunk and, and it can be a lot of fun if you're the kid who brought this all the sports stuff that so you've got a matching you know bedspread and a matching floor mat and a matching uh, laundry bag or whether mm -hmm. your love is unicorns uh, or rainbows or camouflage um, there's lots of options out there and it could be quite a lot of fun if you've got the budget for that and you're willing to indulge a little bit um, you know there's the the basics that we spoke about a lot and then there's the extras which can be fun um, for for a child to have to just okay. kind of feel feel a little different and feel like he or she kind of stands out in a good way um, to get going at camp and really have things that they love around them. So it doesn't all have to be practical and old sheets and old towels and that sort of thing, which we've been talking about a little bit. Right. Um, but there are things that you can you can get them to kind of make them, and it doesn't have to cost that much money either. It doesn't have to be a big budget to just kind of stand out and feel a little bit special. Uh, and I think that that's important in terms of of packing, as I mentioned, you know, we're here there. First of all, there's, um, you know, the earlier, the better, which we mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast. Um, and I think also that as much as the child helps uh, pack, the more they know what's in that pack uh, when they get to the other side. So if, you know, some moms or dads like to just pack everything themselves and not, not sure for the kid event and then they get to the other end and they say why'd you put these shirts in or I don't like this color or my laundry bag is too big or too small or everyone has something um kind of let the, let right, the child right. even if they're smaller you know kind of be part of that packing process and it's also you know something to learn for the future how to pack it's a, right. a skill we all should have as exactly adults. exactly I'm gonna just put in a plug for spreadsheets and organizing everything in a spreadsheet so that mm. the kids can check it all off and close it in the suitcase and then check it all off and uh, let the kids know what they have so that they can check it when they're repacking. It makes it easier for them later on. Uh, tell us about some mm -hmm, of your favorite definitely. items on the site. 
Okay, well, I just mentioned uh, fun things. So we've got a whole section of the site called Bunk Junk, uh, which is actually new this year. And I just love looking at it because it just has fun pictures of really kind of, we've tried to match anybody's tastes. So, um, you know, you can look at all the different products uh, that have that. Um, and my other favorite is the swimwear because I just think some of these bathing suits are just so pretty and I don't think we had them when I was small. So if I was <laughs> a younger girl today, I'd have a lot of fun taking my bathing suit and my matching uh, cover up and, you know, even a swim cap if you need that for camp and that sort of stuff. Stuff for boys and girls you know we've got different different things going on so that's a lot of fun as well awesome. um so yeah um so tell everybody yeah. how they can find you online and is it possible for some of the listeners who don't have the internet to order with you over the phone Okay, so yeah, sure. I'll start with that last session first. First of all, you can call us and we're available uh, by phone or by email um, for any sorts of questions you might have about camp products or college products um, and about how to pack them. Um, our phone number is 516-986-8605. That's 516-986-8605. 8605, or you can email us at info at packforcamp.com. Um, our website is www.packforcamp.com, but you'll find us if you go to www.packforisrael.com or packforcollege.com as well. So awesome. uh, really, the only part you have to remember is the pack for. So uh, <laughs> Wherever you want to go, they're going to help you pack. You'll find us packing for something. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I will post all of Melissa's details on the show notes page and I will send out an email with all the information as well. So if you're not on the mailing list, please join the mailing list. Being on the mailing list will also allow you to see the fabulous videos that Melissa and I made. Yeah. For now, I wish you all a great week. Happy packing and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.